South by Southwest is upon us. Elizabeth Warren wants to break up big tech. And today we talk about the correct pronunciation of Nutella. You're listening to The A-Game. My name's Jim Ganser. Joining me this week to talk tech, trends, and pants is Jeff Culleton. You know, half of the people in this room are wearing green pants. That's right. And a happy holidays to all. The drunken holiday, of course. Sure, sure, sure. You might hear him breathing. Uh, his name is Joel Hammond. Joel, <laughs> welcome back to the program. Thank you. I, as is my custom, I could not possibly be any more excited to be here with you guys. This is the director of loud breathing. <laughs> Do I breathe loudly? No, Joe Hannum breathes loudly. I don't breathe loudly. What did we drop over there? I've never heard That's it before, karma. but now that he said it, it's law to me. No, you've never heard me breathe loud. I do not breathe. I am not a loud breather. No, he is a he is a, vent- a very gentle breather Thank you. through his nostrils. He's got a slow hand. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, not laughing in the back over here is Morgan Rooks. Morgan, welcome back to the show. Hi. Fun fact, I'm not wearing pants. Hello. Well, On this well. week's episode of the A-Game. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a skirt. Yes. Client meeting. Thank you for clarifying, Morgan. <laughs> for our wives. I, I, I <laughs> I laughed, though. I, I like that. That was very good. That good thing, though, our wives are not subscribers, so... True. Well, actually, technically, my wife is a subscriber, but she has not listened. I agree. Like, Honey, I love you if you're listening this week. My husband listens, and he probably laughed at the fact that I said I'm not wearing That's pants. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a good Thanks. Dude. Shout out Jeff Rooks. Shout out Jeff. Let's go. Speaking of not wearing pants, did anybody read the news that Facebook has proactively taken a stance against revenge porn? <laughs> Apparently, they are using AI... To be able to detect revenge porn before it actually hits uh, the the Facebook feed. I like several things about this, but <laughs> the thing I like the most is the fact of all the problems that they have in their universe. They sat in a room <laughs> and they go, okay, what are the things that we can solve? And somebody in the back goes, ah, hey, Mark, we, we got a problem with revenge porn. And he's like, yes, that's something we can tackle this week. Let's take a stand. <laughs> Hey man, it's it it's a slippery slope. Is it a really problem that yeah. we had to come out and and and, and do algorithmic m- machine learning against? Yeah. Remote? I mean, I have a question. Like, does Facebook allow porn at all? I mean, no. I know people who have put up photos of their children like in a bathtub, and they get a cease and desist from Facebook. Like, this is like wrong. And I'm like, wait, shouldn't they just be blocking porn full stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a, wait a that's tick. A, that's a great question. It's <laughs> a great question. Now that if you bring it up, revenge porn you, is a terrible, just... terrible thing. But shouldn't it just be porn? That see, this is why Morgan is is on the rise. I mean, that that is a fantastic question. <laughs> that is a great good in the with the thoughtfulness of sitting in that Facebook conference room saying, you know what, guys, this is a f- valid question, but I think we should expand this a little bit. <laughs> let's let's take this away from revenge porn and any other superlatives that come before the porn, and porn. just go, you know, just porn, porn. Yeah, I mean, it it's kind of funny. Like when you get into a point where I, I can only imagine what the conference room, the the meeting where this idea comes up. Oh, yeah. And it just seems like maybe the focus group was about one to two and maybe it should have been a little bit larger. I disagree. I disagree. I, I think that this is the exact same way that Airbud got greenlit. Mm. It's like you've got a, you've got a 20 people in the room. And there's all group think, and they're like, hey, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to create a movie. It's going to be about a dog who, who plays basketball. It's going to be super inspirational. 
and everybody goes, looks around, and nobody says anything. So somebody finally goes, okay, yeah, we're going to do it. I think this is group think at its worst. Why do, why do I feel like Whoopi Goldberg was in that movie? Was there? Am was I Whoopi thinking, Goldberg am I, am yeah. I uh, Frankensteining no, that thinking with a different movie? No, you're thinking of the one where she was the, the coach of I'm the New York Yeah, I'm just that you're implying that Air Bud was a bad movie. was not good. It's not so much that I think it was not good. I think the decision-making process around it going from what it was to a, an actual movie where people went there for six months and filmed it is suspect. I'm not saying that the end product against all odds wasn't well, just a triumph it, for the throwing agent. Throwing this out here. I'm just throwing this Listen, Potentially, this is why you're not a movie executive. The, the, the problem <laughs> really started with Beethoven. Oh, man. It would, there was a dog craze at that point. You're right. Let's let's not bring Richard Grodin into this. Charles Ameri- Grodin. America's oh. treasure, by the way. Charles Grodin. Oh, sorry. I, Richard Grodin? Richard, Who's Richard Grodin? Who's Richard Grodin? His brother. Uh, <laughs> old Dick Grodin. Back at it. Oh, um, wow, we're really going off the uh, the deep end here. No, we're not. We're so, exactly where we're supposed to be. So people like us are converging onto Austin, Texas uh, this week, or have been, uh, that, which is a far cry from the type of people that were going to Austin, Texas maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting that it's become this, it, it's gone from music mecca to we're going to put a toe in the water with film. And now it's gotten to the point where it is... Um, not only tech focused, we're talking about entrepreneurs, we're talking about investors, and now we're talking about politicians converging onto Austin, Texas. And, and like most of you, I've been kind of reading through the headlines throughout the week. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. First, first take on this is the whole evolution of South by Southwest and what it actually means. Uh, Jeff, I'd, I'd love to get your take on it just because you know you're so closely tied with Entrepreneur, um, investors, um, hipsters, you know, hipsters. It's so true. Green Tight pants, pants, pantsuits, so, uh, suits of armor. A, t- a tasteful pantsuit. Yes. There is um, there's a very common thread through why it's expanded so much. That's digital. The mechanisms by which TV, movies, music all converge now is that they are all digital platforms. The way that they are created and shared with the world are all digital, which explains the expansion. The it, it frankly is amazing to see what it is. And I think the interesting thing about it is that it is now what it is is so far from the root of where it started. I mean, you're talking a relatively small music-only festival 12 years ago. And now, not only do you have presidential candidates debating there, which is interesting in and of itself, but you've got the biggest and brightest in tech startups going to show what's new. Uh, it's it's kind of it's not all that different from you know Burning Man or um, what's the music festival in in California? Coachella. Coachella. Coachella is now turning into the exact same thing, right? With just a different starting point. But what do those things have in common? Attention. There's, it's where the attention is going. And so consequently, anybody that wants to harness that attention is now starting to piggyback on that. So I think it's, it makes sense when you look at it through that, but the, the rise of it is meteoric. So the, I mean, what do you see coming out of it from a social standpoint? Are people, do people ramp up uh, during this week, 10 days? Is there, you know, people that you follow? Well, it's just, it's funny that you mentioned that 
the growth of it from just a music festival. I mean, there's a, there's a, a panel on sports social media. You yep. know, like Is former <laughs> counterparts of mine at, at different teams, they're there. So that's kind of shows you just how much. Yeah. And you mentioned our, our brands now activating around this, given that, uh, like you mentioned, the, the, the amount of attention. I, I think there's no doubt about it. I think Morgan was the, the one who distributed the story about the, the Game of, Fr- of Thrones thing, which I thought was great. And there's companies that are um, really activating on social as well. So. Um, it's it's just crazy the growth and I think I think you're right Jeff there there's a it's part of a strategy now how do we activate around these massive events where there's so many eyeballs on it I have a buddy of mine from American Greetings who is now he's a, a leader in the digital organization over there but you know he he's there there's nothing to do with greeting cards right I'm fairly sure. certain Morgan would you be so kind I love the Game of Thrones thing but I don't completely understand it. Yeah, sure. So Jewel referenced it a little bit. Um, Game of Thrones was at South by Southwest, and they had an activation that was a fully immersive experience where you went into their tent or their building, whatever it was. There were uh, extras dressed up in actual Game of Thrones costumes. They were shipped from the sets, um, and they walked around, and they had the Iron Throne, and they were chanting. Is that the Game of Thrones? I don't know. There's a lot going on here. Um, But the the concept was, will you bleed for the Iron Throne? And the point of it all was to have people then on site donate blood to the Red Cross. So it's a really cool way for a brand like Game of Thrones that doesn't really need awareness. Everybody knows about it. Everybody knows when the series is starting in April, the final series, for them to, um, you know, take that consciousness and just flip it towards – um, a really cool experience for people that are at South by Southwest. I think it also really taps into the fact that millennials are very uh, charitably focused and they tend to gravitate towards uh, companies and organizations that, you know, kind of like that one for one sort of Tom's model. So this is, hey, like you can still love Game of Thrones and do something good for the community. Um, the interesting thing here is it did actually have a little bit of a backlash because um, the FDA still does not allow gay or bisexual men to donate blood. Is that so, true? There was wow. a little, Jesus. There was a little bit like they got a, a bunch of the Red a bunch Cross of praise. Yeah, the Red Cross will not. The cold knock the FDA. There was oh, there was a ton of praise. Oh, the, like everyone thought this was a great experience. And then people turned around and said, Hey, wait, like you are there's a whole, you know, group of people over here that can't donate blood. Hmm. So what about them? Wow. Well, so to the point, not not the last point, but well, yes. the, the awareness point. So what is the benefit of this? from Game of Thrones to go through the entire process of like logistics and just putting people towards making an activation like this happen. Somebody more um, somebody more skeptical than myself would just be like, these people don't know what the hell they're doing. They have too much money to spend. And so they're just like doing stuff now. Is it, does it run the line of just being activity for the sake of activity? No, I think there's an end goal to it. I think if you look at products like HBO Go, which are subscription-based, a lot of people canceled after Game of Thrones ended. So it's kind of also that gentle nudge of don't forget to resubscribe. Yeah, I I actually love this. If you think about it, I mean, number one, when you've got a property like Game of Thrones that everybody talks about and you don't have to worry about awareness, it's just kind of building up some hype around the um, the next season that's they coming need to hype, out. Man. Yeah. It's it's a great way to use the promotional dollars that you have from HBO and wrap it into something that is is actually a do-gooder 
affair, right? So you're actually using it's it's the old aspirin in the applesauce, right? So it's like <laughs> you know the old aspirin in the oh, applesauce. Yeah. Oh, I do, I, I do know that. that yeah, old it's like you. It tastes good, but it's also good for you, right? It, you, you mask it. You're like, oh, give blood. It's like you walk down the street and somebody's like, hey, will you give blood? And you're like, eh. You go down the next street and they're like, hey, Game of Thrones, we're going to cut you open and, and take your blood. And you're like, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, oh, the aspirin in the applesauce. Of course. Yes. It makes perfect yeah, sense. Sorry. I just assume that everybody is in my brain. Yeah. Heard that adage. I think about everybody the all the time. old turkey in the cornucopia. Yeah. It's the old turkey in the... Icebox. But I love it because, I mean, rather than going out and buying a bunch of outdoor billboards, number one, you've got all these people from throughout the country converging onto Austin, Texas, all the bloggers, all the talking heads, everybody is following this. And frankly, anybody that's been down there kind of sees that there's nothing but execution going on for branding purposes. Every single restaurant um, in downtown, every single bar basically becomes some kind of a brand landing spot yeah. that people kind of interface, have meetings, come in and out of. It's like the Atlantic takes over XYZ bar. and Which I, t- I got to tell you, as somebody who has gone to 100,000 trade shows yeah. in my life, I hmm. love – that's too Pretty many. bold claim. Yeah, that's more than – I was being sarcastic Hyperbolic, and Joel was trying sure. to check me on the actual sure. number of trade yeah. shows. But we saw this when the RNC came to town, down East 4th Street. People just take over. I – Love oh, that. Super fun. I think fun. that is a combination of all the right stuff. It is being fun, having a, a private and public meeting space all together for the people who are going to meet, but for just, you know, any sort of conversation and interaction to happen. Uh, it's where business actually does occur. It is, you know, it's something that's trackable. You can say, I had this many people come in. I'd, I, it, that is a trend that I am I'm completely down for. I'm all in on. I think that's great. Yeah, I think we've all sort of hit on this, but Game of Thrones probably probably doesn't need to do this, right? But it's still uh, a really good idea and hits the you know hits the right right target. But Jeff, you asked about why this? Why? So this is a quote from Mike Benson, who's the marketing chief of Amazon Prime Video. I love this quote, and it speaks to like, okay, why? Right. Yeah. Creating a unique experience here at South by South by Southwest important becomes such an influential audience that is vocal not just here in Austin but all over the world, right? So it's become something that that lures eyeballs even if I'm not at at the event. Right? So it's the it's the carrier and the host. Is the host is it's South by Southwest? Somebody comes in and they go out and they infect right Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, sure. For our St. Patrick's Day loving friends. Yeah, it's it, it's a great opportunity for brands and frankly personalities to to get some awareness because there's so much attention. Even like a few years back when I was down there, Al Gore was talking about climate change. Yeah. So you get a you get a great variety of different types of keynote speakers throughout the I think it's up to three weeks now. That um, <laughs> Oh my god is it two and a I half didn't... to three weeks because you've got the film, you've got the music, and then you've got the um, the, tech. Uh, the digital conference side tech. Type, yeah. So well, it, it's a become a really big weeks? thing. What? Would you go to a conference for three weeks? What's the conference? South by Southwest. <laughs> just gauging, gauging your interest for next year. I mean, year. like, that just seemed pretty, you know, out there. Uh, would I go for three weeks? Sure. Morgan, would you there go have... to 100,000 trade shows in your life? Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank I God would. he's here to keep everybody on the level. <laughs> yeah. If it meant that <laughs> I had God. the opportunity to represent our clients, Joel, I would go to 100 trade shows. That's, that's a great attitude to take, Morgan. 
for a thousand years, you'd go to a hundred trade shows a year. Okay. All right, Joel. All right, Joel. Yeah, and, and it sorry, my hyperbole was a little too far out for you. Yeah, it wouldn't be a a big tech conference without um, you know a little bit of uh, controversy coming into play. So, like one of the the keynotes that actually kicked off the event was Elizabeth Warren, the senator who's running for president, one of many Democrats running for president. And one of the big issues that she's putting front and center on on the ticket for her is breaking up big tech. So here's here's some of what she had to say. Um, she's talking about the fact that big tech and this is like the big three, essentially, Facebook, Google, Amazon, too much power over our economy, our society, our democracy. They've bulldozed competition, used their private information for profit and tilted the playing field against everyone else. And in the process, they've hurt small businesses and stifled innovation. We've talked a lot about Facebook on this program, and we've talked a lot about the fact that there's a lot of hype around data privacy, but we have not necessarily seen that, that behavior shift when it comes to people interfacing with the platform. We've often talked about the fact that you know, maybe people don't care as much as the talking heads and the the writers and bloggers. We've got a political candidate that is banking on the fact that people are outraged about, you know, big tech and what they're doing to small businesses. Frankly, you might be able to make the case that they're actually elevating small business. I just, I don't get it. Um, do you guys have, I'm, I'd love to get your take on this story. I just, I'm kind of scratching my head like we're we're creating a problem. I mean, this is just a microcosm of capitalism, and it and it's not a new problem. I'm upset by this. I can't get on board with the stifled innovation piece, right? This is column inches. This isn't. This is. This isn't a five minute segment on a. This is so aggravating because it's you have a crowded Democratic field. I have to. I got to say stuff to start to rise. This is the absolute opposite of what we should be engendering in the next, you know, eight to 10 years of people coming up is not to deify. At some point, Facebook, and there will be regulation. They will, they're too big. There will be regulation. But to, to call for a breakup of is just so ridiculous. The, prob- the reason why it's ridiculous is because she is an intelligent person and she knows that the breakup of a company like this is functionally unconstitutional hmm. and smacks in the face of capitalism the thing she's trying to promote in every way, shape, and form. And it just, it's column inches. It's column inches. It's a story to be a story. And I think, frankly, whoever's doing her communications did her a gigantic disservice hmm. by allowing her to have that, make that speech at such a prominent point. Hmm. Morgan? Yeah, I think I would really love to know who her advisory committee is on this, what their background is and, and the perspective that they're coming from, because it just it doesn't feel informed. It feels reactionary and it feels like it's a sweeping stroke to tackle a very real problem with you know data privacy regulation. But it, it doesn't seem like the right answer at all. I mean, it's somebody's going to hangnail and you amputate all four limbs. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, do things, people want 
in theory things to be – I bought this thing from you. It's, it's perfect, right? Well, Apple every year gives you a brand new iPhone. They're about the biggest innovators around and it gets better. Now, you can argue that it just gets incrementally better with a chip and a camera and you know, screen size, but nothing's perfect. You iterate. You make it better. You find places where it's good and bad. You highlight the good. You try and fix the bad, and then you get ready for the next highlight the good and fix the bad. That's the nature of innovation, and to try and stifle that is just silly. It's just ugh, this is frustrating. I'm frustrated at Elizabeth Warren. I'm sure she's a delightful woman. <laughs> Yeah, you you kick off a tech conference with <laughs> with somebody basically calling out the entire I hate field. Steve Jobs yeah. T-shirt on. It's the wrong audience, man. Break up tech. <laughs> Thank no, you, Elizabeth no, Warren. Welcome to South by Southwest Interactive. My God, I just I I can't quite get behind this. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you want to differentiate yourself from the field, and sure. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of lobbying going on. And frankly, a lot of big businesses have influence over Washington. But to dig in on something like this just seems so silly and short-sighted. And talk about focus group of one once again. It's like, did she have a bad experience with a lobbyist in Washington? She's like, we're going to break this up she once and for all. bad experience at the Genius Bar. Oh, oh. my God. That's the that's, that's the worst. Or either that or she was on Facebook and she was saying happy birthday to somebody in the comments and then she signed it. Yeah. And then her kids got on her and were like, mom, you don't sign. Everybody knows it's you. It's coming from you. You don't have to sign it. And then she's like, the hell with this. I want to deregulate. I want to deregulate. I want to break up Facebook. You know what? I want to sign my name. <laughs> I want to sign. Don't tell me what to do. I want to sign my name. It's an open platform. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I... I want to remove all friction. I want to just ask Alexa for Nutella. That's ooh. Oh, and oh, by God. the way, in a perfect world, that can happen right now. Huh. So uh, Morgan <laughs> shared a story with us, and and who doesn't love Nutella? No, seriously, I want to know, and I'm going to put your name on a list, and we are going to shame you publicly. No, we're not going to do that. Well, Wait there, a there is someone in the media department that does not not like Nutella. Is it Melanie? What? I'm not going to tell. I don't prefer it on bread. You're just not going to tell her? Oh, nice. <laughs> Wait a second. We started the program with a with a tease about how you pronounce it. Is there, is there a, oh, I think another there's a, way to pronounce it? Nutella. Wait. Nutella? Nutella. Is it a Nutella? Is it Nutella? I've always thought it was Nutella. I thought it was. I've always said Nutella. Oh, I guess there is then a Just as a small disclaimer, Morgan has spent some time overseas, so she will know. This was before I went overseas. For me, it was like it's made of hazelnuts. It's nuts. It's nut. Ella. I like Nutella. it. I'll buy that. Especially like new, like is usually like G N U. So or N E W, K N E W. Yeah, like a newt or like a newt. <laughs> That's not how it's spelled. We digress. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> there was a story on Digiday. Tweet at the program. Let us know. Is it new or is it not? Yeah. Can we do poll? Are there polls on? Yeah. On Twitter. Absolutely. All right. Twitter poll at the at A-game the podcast. A-game podcast. A game podcast. There we go. Oh man, fantastic! But I I love the fact, and and it's not just the fact that you can get Nutella; they will send you a sample. But as soon as I heard this story, of course, I just reacted by calling out to the Google Home in the office here. Thank you, Washington Post, and they uh, responded. They being Google Home, or does Google Home have a name like a voice? Karen. Can we give it Karen? a name? Karen. 
No, don't call it Karen. No. Ron. <laughs> I, like, let's start going down the Ron Burgundy path. It's, it's clear. It sounds, the Can voice. Can Pebo? The voice sounds a lot like a Sheila. So oh, Sheila. I go sure. with Sheila. So Sheila responds, uh, not available at this time, which was heartbreaking because I love Nutella. Not on bread, though. So we actually missed a step because I skimmed the article and then, like, shouted it out to you guys, literally. Um, there is apparently a an app you can add to your home devices. It's called the Sample app, and that's where Nutella is integrating this program where you can basically install this app and then say to Alexa or Sheila or Peebo or whoever um, – send me a free sample of Nutella. And Nutella will then get the information from Google or Amazon, whatever is plugged into your platform, and uh, send you the free sample. And they're one of the first companies to be testing out this sort of voice command-based right. sales program, which is pretty cool. And also, we, Nutella. Yeah, we talked about the sampling program, what, three, four, five episodes ago. And we, I think we all agreed that it was kind of the next step. And that, that was possible because these uh, – you know, these uh, Amazon or whatever is able to, they have the infrastructure to be able to, to handle this type of request, right? So yeah. this is, uh, it's an interesting first step in that in that topic we discussed a few few weeks ago, a few months ago. I actually think this does open up the door to something fun, which is also on the horizon, is what's, at what point do brands have voices for smart speakers? Jim almost just choked on us. I don't know why. I, I thought that was hilarious for some reason. But what, at what point does Mike Rowe start vo- or Dwayne Johnson start voicing over the readback from the smart the smart speaker within your phone? Oh. What point does yeah somebody does Felicity Huffman start <laughs> okay, start, right. start voicing over the Nutella? Maybe not uh, the best example. Lori Laughlin? No. Uh, okay. Aunt, um, Aunt Becky's going to jail. Becky's she going gone. to jail. <laughs> she. She gone. Uh, but at what point do, does sponsorship or um, partnership start to move towards somebody's voice being the voice of not Siri or Alexa, but the voice of your brand and each brand having their own voice? Um, I think that's pretty cool. Sir Anthony Hopkins for wow. Campbell's Kimble, Yeah, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Ian McKellen. So I'm thinking of like ways like people can do people buy sponsorships, businesses and truly movies like music will buy sponsorships with ways where you can change your ways voice to, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger huh. for a couple of days and to promote a movie or something similar. So that would be pretty cool. Shout out ways. Shout out ways. Yeah, love ways. Thank God ways, ways is, exists. Yeah. And we don't even live in a city with real traffic. Right. But that is, I mean, think about it. That is a, I will be recommending that moving forward as that comes to pass because I just think that is, I don't know what the complications are surrounding machine learning's ability to overlay a voice for a particular brand because there are complications associated with it. But I feel like that one's an inevitability from a sponsorship standpoint, from an endorsement standpoint. I think it'd be amazing. Can we ask a fun question? Sure. So if you were to be able to change your smart speaker's voice to any celebrity, huh. who would it be? Snoop. <laughs> Done. That's Is that because that's of a what really we good about choice. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about the Calvin Brodus? You move. Sure. Uh, me? Is it my turn? Um, Hawk Harrelson. Jim does Harry Carey. No. I'm going Christopher Walken. Oh, oh there you go. Oh. All the way. Rest in peace. Wait, is he dead? Wait, what? He's not dead. I don't know. Oh my God! Jeez! My heart skipped a no, beat he's for a moment. No, probably taking a nap right now. 
God, he's I old. I was going to go. Don't you do a Christopher Walken marathon with Christopher Walken? I do a lot of voices uh-huh. in my, I, in my head. Yeah. I could do a ton of them. Turns sure. out, when I say them out loud, they're actually not impressions. They're oh. not very good. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I, I do it with a bunch of gusto. I think I'd go with Sean Connery. Nice. Ooh, that's I like a good that one too. I like that a lot. Little pump. <laughs> <laughs> Takashi, what's the? <laughs> he's in jail. Actually, never mind. He's not going to be voicing any smart speakers anytime soon. <laughs> I just trying to get the rights to Gucci Gang as our playout music <laughs> from Lil Pump. Yeah. So Mike and I are going to work on that, see what happens. But uh, stay tuned for maybe Lil Pump making an appearance. Love it. And then just our playout being Love it. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, which are the only words of the song. Here's what I want on my on my Alexa, on my smart speaker. And I know Jim doesn't like Hawk Harrelson. Hawk Harrelson is a very famous uh, Chicago White Sox broadcaster. But very famous. Yeah, yeah. Very famous. And uh, here's what service. I want. I want um, when the door like closes, I want my smart speaker to be able to recognize that. And when he the door closes, you know, my, my smart speaker is going, he gone. <laughs> How about this one? This is a great one, too. For if you have your smart speaker hooked up to whatever your favorite Bleacher Report or ESPN or whatever, and uh, they're tracking the game yeah. every time there's a home run, you get Tom Hamilton. Oh, now you're talking. Out of nowhere. Sure. I was scared of so, yeah. so, so you know that somebody just hit a home run, obviously only your team. Right. But all of a sudden, Tom Hamilton's in your kitchen just coming to you live from the corner of Ontario and Carnegie. Love it. Scaring the crap out of you. Love it. That's okay. <laughs> we all need a little. I'm down with a little, that. Yeah. Especially, like, if it's a night game, like, in the ninth inning. Yeah. I don't want to walk off. Oh, like, yeah. They're playing dead. Arizona. Right. Yeah. Game goes into extras. Oh, yeah. West Coast games. Oh. Yeah. That's another problem. Well, in all so fairness, we that, could probably suppress it. You'd we have can, to disable. Sure. Our Surrey randomly turned on last night and started playing music on the downstairs television. What did it play? I don't know. Apparently, I slept through it, which is a Careless Whisper. Oh. My husband was like, all of a sudden, I started hearing music. And he's like, wait, that's coming from our house. We have derailed it. Did it play Rio by Duran Duran? Oh, that would be magical. That would be magical. I love it. You know, on my, on my way into work uh, yesterday, I just randomly decided to start playing music when I was like two blocks away from the office. Just random. I was at a red light and I was just like, hey, I've got idle time. Yeah, what'd you so, get? So, Tears for Fears. Yes. Which one? Uh, everybody Wants to Rule the World. That's why you came in so fired up. Oh, man. True That's story. Why I came in so fired up. I do that every day. If I'm listening to a podcast and not music, I will, when I get to a certain spot in the commute, I will turn on like a hype song. When you get to the Swing Bridge coming from Scranton Peninsula? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What is it like? Bone thugs usually. It's different every day. Mm. Sometimes it is bone thugs. Snoop. Man. Snoop loop. Just made me miss the the old Dennis Miller show before he became a uh, conservative um, witchamajigger. Yeah. Yep. Coming to you next week on this episode (laughs) of the A Game. (laughs) Next week, witchamajiggers. (laughs) Witchamajigger. Oh gosh, this is what happens when we do a Monday. Friday morning. Yeah, I, I almost called it a Monday morning. Love them. Oh, boy. Well, everybody, thanks for coming. Loved it. Great talk Loved this it. week. Uh, it was it, w- it was good. It was great. Hey, if it people are interested in finding us yeah, yes. social, where would they where Yeah, would you got to you gotta follow, well, the, uh, the, uh, at the Outcom Group, yeah. of course, and then uh, Morgan is uh, at the helm of, of another uh, account that we have. Yeah, the A-Game podcast. Oh, let's go. Twitter. We're, uh, wow. we're tweeting out those articles that we reference in all of our podcasts. And we're going to do the poll on... Um, feedback. Yes. And we're going to have the Nutella versus Nutella, Nutella poll, right. which is super important. Morgan sold Vote me for on Nutella. Nutella. And if nothing else, just click subscribe. Make sure you rate the program. Let other people find it. Share the wealth. And SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Yes. Gucci Boom. Gang. 
Gucci, Gucci Gang. Lil Pump's YouTube channel. <laughs> Partnership coming shortly. Lil Pump. I'm All right. That right. Next now. week we'll tackle the brackets. Yes. Can't wait. Start of, start of Joel's holy season. A game out. Gucci gang, 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 Gucci gang. Sprint their rats on new chain. My blood do. Ooh, I forgot name. I can't bob in the weather rain. Rather go and bob all man. Gucci gang, 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 Gucci gang.